What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. Featuring Pod Thrones, Hoopla, and the Shiznit. This is the world famous Hoopla! The last time I was inside a woman was when I visited the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> that was a big bitch. <laughs> that was from Crimes and Misdemeanors. <laughs> I, was say, I never would have got that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't even ask. Yeah, I see. I see. Who was in that movie? I have no. I've never seen. I've never heard of it myself. Oh, so you just picked the quote from somewhere? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I, I like the quote. Yeah, that's a good quote. It was a good quote. It was funny. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome to uh, another Ooh. episode of Hoopla. Hoopla. We got the uh, dynamic trio back with us, along with a special guest that we're going to bring in in a second. Uh, it's your boy Spirit, uh, and with his younger sister Storm. What up, sis? What up, everybody? And uh, producer extraordinaire Dino Red, what's up, man? Who that? Who that? Who that? Hoopla! <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't record that and then put that on. <laughs> the I, was wait, I was waiting for it. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna bring in Rod from the Black Guy Who Tips uh, very shortly. Uh, first off, wanted to indeed, absolutely. Wanted to handle some business. Uh, when word gets out that he's on the show, people might be listening. So you're going to want to know how to contact us. That's right. You can find us at Hoop, um, on Facebook under Hoopla, as well as you can, you can hit me up, um, with Spirit, at, under Spirit G, uh, Spirit with two T's, G E E, me and the last name. You know, I, I noticed that I always forget to post basketball shit on Hoopla. <laughs> so it's probably better if you found me because, you know, it's, it's just, I'm used to using my own account for everything. Right. Um, and then I'll, I'll add the episodes of the show to Hoopla, but then, you know, often not remembering the because then I have to post it on Hoopla and post it on Twitter on right. Hoopla. It's like, you know, it's, it's just better if you found me. Right, right. And um, I've, I've made – you can send a, a friend request, and I'll take it now since I've taken all my personal information off of it. You know, I was thinking, though, 
you know, it was, it, when I was talking last week about my daughter and about, you know, niggas being crazy, apparently all I have to do if I want to get away with killing niggas for messing with me is become a cop. Become a white cop. No, no, no just a cop. No, yeah, that's no. true. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's true. But I think it's easier if you become a white cop. Well, it depends on, it depends on who you kill. Because if, right. if you kill another that's black true. dude, it really doesn't matter. True. But if you kill a white dude, you better not be black. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep. um, we're true also on on Twitter under uh, at hoop at uh, hoopla show at the hoopla show. I always fuck that up too. Um, and uh, you can email us at hoopla show at gmail dot com. We have one email from last week from our number one fan titled last week's political show. Hey crew, few observations about last week's show. It's really disturbing to me that injustice has to be discussed on sports shows. Where are our elected officials who are paid to represent the citizens? It seems no one who, who is supposed to uphold accountability is stepping up to do so. I propose that overhaul of the system start to throw in. I propose that overhaul of the system start to throw in the professional politicians out on their tails and send a message that if you want to represent, then do so. I also wonder if Charles Barkley's comments went the other way, if the media slash TNT would have given time for the views to be aired. Hmm. Remember that Charles has the, yeah, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. Remember that Charles has the OJ syndrome. He really believes the mm -hmm. non-black wife and bashing of African Americans has given, given he a place among them. He is only a situation away from them turning on him. A shark will eat his own guts. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a shark will eat his own guts. What movie is that from? Temptations. You're a number one fan. Thanks, Mom. Appreciate it, Mom. Yeah, a lot of good I, points there, Mom. Absolutely. A lot of good points. Absolutely. I like that. I agree. I agree 100%. And it was a pretty serious message. Yeah. From her, but it was a pretty serious show from right, last week right. as well. So exactly. We appreciate that. Yes, um, we do. Indeed. So, um, yeah, I think that's all of the business that we have because we're still we're still growing. We can still use those five-star review people. I don't think you understand how much they would help us. They would help That's the right. show actually grow. It's not just that we're asking for them just for fun, right. um, although it is fun to leave five-star <laughs> reviews. Uh, it actually helps build the show, um, you know, and it helps does. it be, be seen um, on, you know, Stitcher and iTunes. So mm -hmm. uh, send us those five-star reviews. We people. really need one now because we fell out of the top 100. Oh, shit. We've right been on. in there all year and fell out. Oh, yeah. Oh, Come yeah. on, people. Step, uh, step your game, people. Hook us up. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. And tell no. somebody. Tell somebody. Tell somebody about Those the show. Those two things. Give us a rating and tell. put somebody else onto the show. Don't just yep. keep us to yourself. I li no. We like that you love us and want to, you know, you know, try to hog us up to yourselves. But, no, you got to share us. Share the wealth. Spread people. the love. Share with your friends. Speaking of which, a friend of mine that I've known uh, from high school and I'm about to mess up her last name because I don't remember it. Monique. Um, I'm sorry. I don't. I know. I think she just got married. But anyway, she um, last week she shared our episode on uh, Facebook. She, Thank she you, Monique. Monique. We definitely appreciate that. I think big up, Facebook, big up, but Monique. Yeah, definitely. Um, we appreciate you doing yes, that. Yes, we do. We appreciate it. Big time. Big time. Huge um, time. Oh, sorry. What? Turn her mic down. <laughs> um, Turn down for what? <laughs> for some shit. <laughs> uh, 
never heard back from T. Wilson. So you know what? I rescind my offer for you to be on the show. Kiss our ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, but dude, get back at us. What's, what's going on? You don't have time for us. You too. You too. I was going to say he's probably Hollywood. too busy. You know, he hit two hundred. Yeah, and now he's, he's doing that little relationship show with the ladies on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. You know, he big time on uh, mm-hmm. Eye Candy Radio. Shout out to Eye Candy Radio. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, he, he, you know, he big too time. big for us little people. Yeah. Either that, or since you said he's so old, he might have forgot. Right, he, he might have meant to email mm-hmm. us and said, "Oh shit, what's the email? Yeah. Like, I'll just have to wait till yeah. next week." Old timers. Maybe, maybe he sent us a letter in the mail. So check your mailbox. Yeah, yeah, we already know how how well the mail gets to Dino's house. Exactly, <laughs> old timers. You know, he, 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 mm-hmm. he he's gonna need some of those stamps like my mom was asking for. Huh? That's right. <laughs> Get at us, Tim, and um, shout out to Teddy D for uh, for uh, agreeing to be on the show. He's gonna be on the show um, very soon. We're gonna hook that up. Um, I'm gonna oh, really yeah. go after getting some more podcasters on this show, man. Some more. I know you guys love the three of us. But we're going to bring in other perspectives and other people to basically argue with. Because you know that's what we do on this show. So shout out to him. And uh, as always, to the the brothers Lehman for for their love and their support and for encouraging that crowd. Congrats to uh, uh, um, Chris, brother Lehman, for a new addition to the family. Mm-hmm. I believe it was a, a baby girl he it just was. had. Okay, yeah. I was scared to get it wrong, but I believe it was a baby girl. <laughs> I don't was. remember the name though, unfortunately. But I did see the, the adorable pictures. Yeah, Aww. I saw. So, uh, on congrats, Facebook. Chris. Congrats, brother. Congrats, man. All right. Welcome so to the uh, welcome to the the uh, the um, the daddy daughters club, I guess. I don't yeah, know what else to call yeah, because he had a son before, right? So now, right. Now he, he that, never had a daughter like us. That's right. Now yeah. Welcome to the club, daddy's man. Girl, boy, nothing like it. Oh, nothing man. like a daddy's girl. I'm telling you, man. Man, there's gonna be some. Uh, there's gonna be some challenges, though, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> Prepare for your heart to get melted. For real. For real. Also, uh, you know, better um, get your, uh, your shotgun. Yeah. Get shotgun. <laughs> your, your personal protection yep. game up. Get it up in there. If you need some shells or some whatever, holler at me. Holler at your boys. Get at me. I'm around the corner. I'll hook you up. <laughs> you know. And everything. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, we're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to bring in Rod so we can uh, we can get this show popping, y'all. Thank you for joining us. And uh, hold tight. We'll be right back. experience pop 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 culture from the dark side on the 730 show with me latone available on itunes stitcher spreaker tune in betamax and vhs yo what's up with your boy i'm just a man with a fork and a world full of soup no i don't need no damn medicine latone heart he may need medicine check me out on the 730 show podcast
Born in the underground of Newark, <laughs> now witness the birth of Mr. Funky. To the uh, to episode thirty one of Hoopla, uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, without further ado, we're going to bring in our uh, special guest onto the show, uh, Rod from the Black Guy Who Tips. What's up, man? Yo, what's going on, guys? Definitely appreciate you for uh, joining us on this show here. Um, before before we get started, let me just say, man, one thing that I've uh, that I've learned just in our email conversations and even listening to your uh, feedback show today. You're just one of the most laid back kind of cool brothers that I've ever seen. Yep. Just especially like somebody who's already aware of his celebrity in the pop in the podcast, but it doesn't go to your head. It's just kind of, you know, for for you to even be able to say, I'll just go ahead and do this hoopla show that you probably have never heard of before, <laughs> before I hit you up. <laughs> but, uh, it's really a big deal, man. So I, I really do appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to uh, get with us here. And uh, join us today on this show. Absolutely. Uh, nah, man. Thank y'all for having me. Uh, you know, appreciate anybody uh, that's interested in, uh, you know, our opinions from over here. And um, honestly, you know, I like I, I I've learned my lesson from the past. I don't just say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. I did. I did have to go listen to the show one time and just make sure you know it wasn't gonna be like yes or you know, I was gonna hit play. It's gonna be like you know I agree with Hitler anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so then make sure that so we uh we, we so, so y'all actually put out good product, man. That's that's the reason I came through. Oh, thank appreciate you. it. Appreciate that. Yes, appreciate thank that. you. Our our um our hoopla uh, uh listeners are pretty new to podcasting, so uh, go ahead and explain you know what the uh, black guy who tips podcast is all about. You that you do with your wife Karen. Yeah, plug yourself, brother. All right. Um, the Black Guy Who Tips is a podcast uh, started by my wife and I, Karen. Uh, and the motto of the show is nothing's wrong if it's funny. Um, it's uh, pretty much a comedy show, and that's the lines. But we do um, talk about different pop culture topics, um, some different serious political discussions. It's kind of like a variety show. We talk about a lot of different things, uh, and uh, we do it five days a week. Um, and you can find it on iTunes and Stitcher at theblackguytips.com. I mean, the Black Out Tips, and then you can find our website, theblackouttips.com, where you can like uh, do more stuff, like leave comments, vote in the polls. We read feedback every Saturday, so we, you know we try to keep a good rapport with our audience, and uh, you know we even have a sports show because we do uh, 
some premium shows as well that uh, people pay for to hear every month. And uh, we do our sports show every week, too. Um, so, you know, we, we, we get around. We talk about a lot of different things. We had a vote last week, and we uh, unanimously, 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 why can't I say that word today? Yeah, what? Unanimously. What? You know what I'm saying? Everything's going wrong today. I'm having technical difficulties. I can't talk. What you, the fuck? You, unanimously. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit, all of us decided together as a group. Basically, what he's saying Unit. is that you have the best uh, sports show name ever. Ever. Balls Deep is yes. just, that's, yeah. Yes. That's, that's, <laughs> now, now, where did that come from? Uh, just man, me and my boy Justin, who's the co-host of the show, we um sit around on the sideline of, of the basketball court, uh, coming up with bullshit every week. So, uh, so, so we just kind of you know made this joke about you know on the sideline, like yeah, man, we need to start our own sports show. And it was like yeah, and we just kept riffing off each other till we tried to come up with these titles. Uh, each one was a little bit more like offensive or you know like plenty in the next and i was like yo what if we call it balls deep we go balls deep in the sport <laughs> that's how we got it that's perfect that yeah, is that's right? a perfect perfect explanation for that justin now, is the, the, the i'm sorry to cut you off no, sir. justin is the same dude that does the uh the walking dead review with you and karen right mm-hmm yeah, same guy, man. He's uh just as ratchet on sport. <laughs> How long have you known him? Because you guys have great chemistry between the two. Oh of you. man, I've known Justin. Oh, it's probably going on ten years now. Um, we used to just play basketball at the YMCA. It's back when he had dreads, and we played at a pretty upscale YMCA. Um, even though at the time it was like you know mad, like just like NBA players, college players, and shit in there too. But for some reason, man, the white people used to be scared of Justin because of his dreads. And uh, <laughs> me coming me coming from where I'm from and playing basketball, uh, you know, in Fayetteville and all this shit, it, to me, I, it never crossed my mind that, that he was a bad person or to be scared of him. So we got along pretty well from jump, and uh, we just became friends. Okay. And, and he, um, as far as you know, to this day, he hasn't killed any white people, right? Say, say that again. As far as you know, to this day, he hasn't killed any white people, right? Uh, that I know of. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> just check. So they they really had no reason to be afraid of him. So you know, just 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 checking. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I actually just became a um a, a premium member earlier this week and listening oh. to your other shows because I wanted you guys had a, a free episode of Balls Deep that I thought was a great idea that we talked about doing on this show but we never did was um, where you broke down um, Michael Jordan's bitter ass Hall of Fame speech <laughs> oh yeah man we had we wanted here's what's funny the inception of Balls Deep started with a conversation about how fucked up that speech was <laughs> and I was like man we should break that down on the podcast one day mm-hmm. and um that the first episode ever of the show, which is like a year and a half now, we were like, we're gonna break this down when things get boring one day, but things just never got boring, so it just happened to pop up because someone asked about it or something in an email or whatever, and uh, we went ahead and broke it down live on the air. And I gotta say, man, that that speech is one of the all timers. <laughs> yeah, for real, man. Yeah. That's and you guys' commentary on it was hilarious. Your outlook on it, man, had me cracking up the entire time. now as a premium member um i've gone through and sifted through a lot of the shows i've listened to a few of the balls deep 
And honestly, man, I found a hidden jewel on there that I wanted to ask you about because the most recent episode was from last year. Mm-hmm. I need some more of this uh, Real House Husbands episodes, man. What's going <laughs> on with that show? That show is fucking hilarious, man. What's going on with that show? Oh, man, to be honest, uh, like, uh, I've pulled the plug because I got uh, to the point where I couldn't think of more shit for us to do. Because <laughs> basically, Real House Husbands uh, is me and Justin pretending to do a fake reality show right, <laughs> <laughs> right. it's similar to real ho- uh, real husbands of hollywood but yeah, to me it's yeah. funnier <laughs> right yeah like uh except like we don't like we really just do the reality part you right. know and, and we do it all live so we like when we talk shit about each other it's really like we're not editing that that's like Justin just goes into talking shit about me, and uh, <laughs> we we re- we start talking like we're reading that teleprompter thing they do in the confessionals, right? You know where it's like, uh, you know, this motherfucker right here really thinks I'm about to do so and so. But it's I mean we were having so much fun, but at the same time it's a lot of work to edit, as you can hear, like all the all the beat changes and mm-hmm. uh background scenes and sometimes you have Karen come in and shit. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of it's a like a lot of work behind the scenes mm-hmm. for about ten minutes of podcast. Right. So it was just burning me out doing all that work and I was like, let me stop it while it's still funny because I was starting to forget plot lines and shit. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was I, I binge listened to it when I first discovered it. I was actually a little upset that I had ran out of episodes. So you know, Rod, I, I appreciate that it took you a lot of work. But uh, yeah, we're gonna need some of that back, man. <laughs> hey, you know what, man? We might have to do a season two. It has been about go. a year. So we probably can do season two of Real House Husbands. It's funny how, you know, a nigga give you $15 a month and be like, look, this is what I need you to do. Stay <laughs> <laughs> in your house Friday night. Right. And see your wife. <laughs> right. I don't care how long it takes you to edit it. This is about me. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got to tell you uh, one story. I'm a, Dino has a couple of questions for you, but I got to tell you this, 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 this one last story. And this is a true story, man. A couple of months ago, I had a dream. And I know that, you know, a dude tells you he has to tell you about a dream of his. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I had a dream like last that. night. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a true story, man. I dreamt that your song that you guys sing for the Guess the Ray song on the Black Guy Who Tips was mm-hmm. originally a song sang by Michael Jackson. And when, not, only, not only was that my dream, but in my dream, I heard Michael Jackson singing it. So you, you know how dreams sometimes feel really real, extremely real. Right. Why yeah. did I wake up in the morning and Google that shit? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm about to. I, I don't know what I was thinking was going to come about from it because I was like, maybe it, I just wanted to know. I wasn't. I wasn't about to. Well, maybe I was going to try to blackmail you or something. Look, I need twenty two dollars and a free premium, and, or I'm going to spill your secret to the world. <laughs> And, and season two, how, yeah, I don't know what the Michael Jackson version would sound like. Uh, do you want to sing some for us? Uh, hell to the knee. <laughs> <laughs> you don't because me singing it isn't going to make it sound like a Michael Jackson song. <laughs> it actually sounded exactly like you guys singing on the show, but just Michael Jackson's voice. You know, I thought you were going to say it would happen in a dream. I thought you were going to say that uh, Michael Jackson found out about it and was uh, suing Rod. <laughs> uh, Dino, that would have been weird. <laughs> but I thought that was funny, man. I was kind of tripping on that. But Dino has a couple questions for you too. 
Well, I have a question that goes back to when you were on my show. I meant to ask you this, and I totally forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the fuck is Bullet Ball and Bullet Ball Extreme? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, if you have YouTube, uh, I assume everybody does, you need to Google uh, Mark Griffin uh, Bullet Ball. He's an inventor of a, of a game that uh, is for um, people that have like either special needs, but it didn't start off as special needs, but that's what it became. So um, is he went on that sh- uh, show that's kind of like, you know, Shark Tank, mm-hmm. you know, those shows where it's like, give us an idea. We'll right. tell you or invest in it. Mm-hmm. He went on that show and gave the saddest, most tragic story of losing everything, chasing your dream. You know, he's like. A forty-year-old man. He's been. His wife left him. He had to pawn her ring. He lives in his car. You know, like just all this stuff. And then and they go, and Mark, you know what? So now that you gave up everything for your dream, I mean, what what do you have left? And he just looked at him and was like, "I got bullet ball." (laughs) (laughs) If you can watch that moment. And not laugh. You're a better person. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even need to worry about listening to our show. But if you watch that moment, even if you were sad into that moment, and he he says that into the camera, and you can't stop yourself from laughing, then you will enjoy the blackout tip. So we made it the unofficial sport because we don't want to get sued. The unofficial sport (laughs) of the show. And, uh, you know, we even offered him to come on at one time. He was my Facebook friend, but I think he... I think he realized it was a joke, so he dropped. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's wow. what's the bullet ball extreme? So what's the extreme version? Uh, it's okay. So there's also a rap. Okay, so there's there's a rap version of bullet ball, and in the uh, or not version, but a rap song to promote it. And in the rap, the, he he says bullet ball the game and bullet ball extreme. So we just start going, oh, at bullet ball extreme, obviously. <laughs> You know, so I don't know the difference. He never says it in the rap what the difference is or any of that. But we just, you know, we just shout it out every time. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and and I, one, one thing I have to say is, as a man over 40, I don't like the way you started off that story where he said he's a 40 year old man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this motherfucker is just old. old as shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, You could have kept that part right. <laughs> no, hey, look, it's never too late. To chase your dreams, but uh, you know, I I feel like a real friend wouldn't let you uh go too far chasing that you know chasing that dream without kind of letting you know it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> That's right, a, re- a real friend. <laughs> Mighty white of you there, Rod. Like <laughs> motherfucker, it's been thirty years right. and you still trying to uh be a y'all singer. Know y'all, y'all know we all got that one homeboy. That does is like yeah man. As soon as I get the rap thing popping, you know, get the next mixtape dropping. Like right. got like six kids, three grandkids. <laughs> you know, like you, you need to start working on your four hundred one k and stuff. Right. <laughs> right, you need to provide for these little critters. Or that homeboy that's like thirty five, still trying to make it to the league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you need to let that go. That's those are probably the same dudes at the YMCA that be playing like 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 they got an NBA game to play. Right, <laughs> Walk, yes. walking in in sunglasses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Going balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Now, Rod, what's the? Did you have any more questions? You know, no, I'm good. Okay. Now, what's the um the uh, and you know kind of segue because you know I guess technically this is a basketball show. Basketball. <laughs> kind of segueing into basketball. You guys are in uh, Charlotte or in another part of North Carolina? Yes, we're in Charlotte. Okay, so what's the um the uh, senses down there as far as you know around the Charlotte Hornets? They've they've been a little uh, disappointing this year. Um, a little. <laughs> I was, I was trying to be nice. I don't know how big of a fan you are. And, oh, you know, I love them, man. I mean, it's my favorite team, dog, but it, it ain't no little bit of disappointment. We are terrible. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't pretty, huh? What's been up with Lance Stevenson, man? He was supposed to be the big difference maker down there. What's going on? Um, It's funny, man, because uh, we talked about it on the show yesterday. Um, it is, it, Lance is now getting all 100% of the blame, and I don't think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, One of the big things that uh, people slept on is when we had MKG, we're, we're a much better team. He played right. a game last night and, you know, we were in contention with, with uh, Memphis even went into double overtime and Memphis is a fucking, you know, great team. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so I think MKG being hurt had a bigger impact than just Lance being introduced to the team. That being said, uh, Lance just hasn't played well. I mean, turnovers down the stretch. You can barely trust him with the ball. Um, He's really shooting a low percentage. I think his lowest percentage ever. And I don't know what it is. Um, me and Justin talk about it, uh, talked about it sometimes uh, off the mic. And uh, my biggest problem is, just like Indiana, they don't call plays for this dude. Mm-hmm. And I don't see how you're a professional NBA player that does have the ball in his hands that they don't call plays for. That That just seems crazy to me. I think they need to get him in some sets with some motion, not just give it to him on the wing and try to let him create on his own. But, you know, give him some movement off the ball so people can like he can find some passing lanes. He can get it to some people. He can get some cuts, you know, stuff like that. But um, instead, I feel like I'm always watching that dude stand around and kind of like try to create with just a few seconds on the clock. And his handle's not as good as you would think it is. Uh, and his um, passing ability, uh, you know, it's really diminished here in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just think the guy needs some some help. But I already hear like trade rumors. I'm already hearing like um, people trying to blame him retroactively for Roy Hibbert falling off in Indy, which is ridiculous to me. Right. So, so yeah, I think uh, the team needs more time uh, to gel. We might even have to chalk this season up as an L, but it's still the East Coast, so. Uh, we might, you know, we might be able to slide into the A spot if we can get our shit together. Yeah, you're never out of it completely. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing I think that's wrong with Lance Stevenson is that uh, when Charlotte traded for him, they forgot Paul George. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, like we wanted him to be our Paul George, and I don't, and I think uh, the deal that they got for him still is, uh, it's still a still. I mean. Two years at $9 million, and then the last year is our team option, mm-hmm. and it's the same amount. I mean, that's a steal because, essentially, we were just trying to see his potential. Like, hey, maybe he can be something. Maybe he can't. If it doesn't work out, the deal is still very tradable. And then it, at the end of two years, you can just let him go. So, uh, we'll, I mean, we'll see where it, where it goes. But, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not one of those people trying to pull the um, – 
hindsight is twenty twenty thing and act like I didn't like that deal. I love that deal mm-hmm. uh, when it happened, and I knew we were taking a flyer on a guy. Right, okay. right. And and honestly, he's not really he he was brought in more for defensive purposes. He was more of a defense defender in, in Indiana. He wasn't. I don't I don't really get the impression that he was brought over into into Charlotte for offensive purposes you already had mkg as you said and what's been up with uh big al man he hasn't he hasn't been the same as he was last year um well you know what man i don't have any problem with big al uh he's kind of been out there on his own as the only offensive guy Mm -hmm. and he's been putting up some pretty solid numbers a lot of 20 and 10 uh nights this year Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. it's just not enough when you're not getting help like to me if you really want to look at uh the guy who's like I expected more of and we're just not getting is Kimba, man. Like, yeah. as much as I like Kimba Walker, um, I, the, you know, some of my some of my fears about his game are just starting to come true. Where you know your go to shot is a mid range jumper, mm-hmm. and it's typically after coming out of a crossover. That like that's a low percentage shot, you know. Like if we were playing pickup ball at the wide, nobody wants to be on that dude's team. <laughs> <laughs> But but like we have to watch that dude try to finish games like that, and he can't really get to the basket at times, and he's not a great passer, even though he's better than than advertised. Uh, I think a lot of it falls on Kemba. If we could get consistent nights from him, we would be better off. But uh, I think with MKG back, maybe we'll see some improvement. But give it like maybe one more month, and if the team still stinks, I think you got to break these guys back up. Okay. Yeah, and by the way, for people listening who don't know shit about basketball, but listen to us anyway, MKG is Michael okay, Kidd Gilchrist. AKA <laughs> the guy who jumps when he shoots his free throws. <laughs> <laughs> now, is Charlotte your favorite team because you live there? Because I kind of feel like, you know, there's always that unwritten rule that you got to ride with your local team, which the Hoopla Show does not follow, by the way. Not at all. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, um, well, yeah, it's, it's because I live here and also because we got the team when I was young. Unlike the Panthers, where I already had a favorite team mm-hmm. uh, in the Philadelphia Eagles, it's like we got the Panthers. I was like, "And eh, that's cool, I guess," but I'm okay. <laughs> but with, with the with the Hornets, I never really had a favorite NBA team. I had a lot of favorite players, but no like one team. So us getting a team was a big deal, and you you almost had to be here to experience it, man. It was just mm-hmm. the whole city was in love with them. It was the place to go, like. Oh, let's go down to the Charlotte Coliseum and shit. Half the people would spend the time walking around like, hey, I know you. What's up, dog? You like walking around, mm-hmm. seeing friends and stuff. And then we go sit down for the fourth quarter and go crazy. We had the loudest stadium in the NBA for a long time. We had the most sellouts in the NBA for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then it re- the whole the whole like thing got soured because George Shin was our, our owner and you know, like a bunch of politics and stuff happened when they was trying to get a new arena. He ended up leaving the team, uh, leaving with the team, going to New Orleans, taking the name, um, like just a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And we we ended up getting the team, but it was a Charlotte Bobcast with Bob Johnson who didn't want to spend money on, uh, you know, players and stuff. So we just had a lot of like hardship. So us getting this name back means the world to us. And, uh, I couldn't imagine being a, a fan of any other team. Okay, and are you guys happy with uh, Michael Jordan and and the decisions that he's made so far? Oh yeah, I, I love Michael Jordan. I'm not like these other people, man, that shit on Michael Jordan because they act like Mike care. 
Mike, <laughs> don't give a shit. Like, Mike don't be coming to the office, man. Like I couldn't even believe when people, like people just don't like Michael Jordan, so they trying to have like a, a, agendas where it's like if a if a trade or a draft pick doesn't work out, they go, oh, Michael Jordan did that. But if it works out, then they go, oh, well that doesn't really count, you know. So, mm. but the, and then when he's and then during the regular season, they're always like, oh, that motherfucker probably don't even come into the office. I don't even know why he does that. You can't have it both ways, guys. All right. Right. He is probably one of the most hands off owners in the NBA because he don't want to do that shit. He don't want to go to the office. He don't want to be looking at film. He don't want to like he probably just mm-hmm. comes in as like Rich Cho, who came, who, who's the guy who actually put the thunder together, mm-hmm. is our is our actual um, basketball operations person. So I trust Rich Cho and I love our draft picks. And I love the trades that we pulled off. And I, like I said, I even love the Lance Stevenson signing. I didn't think it would turn out the way it did. But if anybody can get something out of that, it'll probably be Rich Show. Yeah. Okay. So you, we, you, we, we got you uh, riding with Charlotte. And just FYI, um, Dino rides with the Lakers, uh, being a local fan. Storm, Storm loves Miami. And um, I'm with I roll with OKC, so you can use that as ammunition as we do against each other throughout the show. <laughs> <laughs> now you sticking with um, Miami, even though uh, Bron left. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I was a Miami fan before he got there, so there's no reason for me to jump ship because he decided to go somewhere else. That's now, still my boy, though. No, even though he went to the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know what I'm saying? That's that's still. Yeah, now now I understand something though. She she first of all she slipped up earlier this season by talking about we when talking about Cleveland, and then mm-hmm. second Why are you uh, those when it comes, <laughs> I'm just I'm just feeling rod in what's going on. <laughs> okay, okay, and then second uh, I don't. I don't, I don't know which episodes you listen to when you check this out, but she and I cannot go a week without arguing about this nigga. Man, trust me. Everything. She defends him. No, he's a hater. It doesn't matter what you say. She's going to jump on his defenses. Right. So she might as well be a Cleveland right. fan. Well, it's, her name her name is Miss, you know, Mrs. James. Mrs. James. She's, yeah, Mrs. James is what they call her. It doesn't even matter if her argument makes sense. <laughs> She's going to argue it. You know how they said, you know how they said, you talk about Michael Jordan, how people can't have it both ways. That's how he is when it comes to LeBron. So, you know, listen, one minute listen. he's too passive. The next minute, no, he's you know, always he too says passive. This and he goes, I'm he very consistent with my arguments. I don't like this. I'm very consistent no with, my argue, with, my, with my stance on arguments with him. They could they could post an article saying, "Oh, LeBron just bought a new shoe. I don't like that shoe. That shoe's ugly. Why does it even have shoelaces?" That's the kind of stuff that he gets. Well, he's about. not an asshole, male, as as Dino said. So you know, it's it's uh, we we. I don't have a problem with. I think it, first of all, I know so much of it pisses her off. So I love making fun of her and getting a rise out of her. Some of the best arguments we've ever had on this show have been about that lies. <laughs> 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 not, not that that matters, right? Because we argue about everything. Well, yeah, but nothing more than that. So, so it was Cleveland. Oh, wait, so it was Miami, L.A., and what was the third team? The Thunder, Oklahoma City. Thunder. Okay, all right, mm-hmm. cool. All right, so now the, this uh, I ran across this article on um, Bleacher Report that was the ten most hated players in the NBA. Okay, now the thing about this article is that when I first opened, obviously the article is real tongue in cheek, but the the some of the comments that they were making about it were really stupid to me so i just wanted to kind of bring it up and get you guys' opinions on it um the first one on the list is jr smith now now let me read this uh, and by the way this is only for people who are currently in the nba let me let me read the first part of this 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 part about his write up and and you guys tell me what part of this you find to be just completely unnecessary <clears throat> The New York Knicks sharpshooter with over 100 tattoos on his body has come under fire multiple that part times right for there. his right. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. <laughs> that part right there. 
<laughs> so it wasn't just me. When I read it, I was right. like, what the fuck does his number of right. tattoos have to do with him? Birdman got tattoos. Don't nobody say nothing about that. Birdman, Birdman. Yeah, because I guess that's different. Because he's somebody else. white. Because J.R. Smith isn't even that hated. From what? Maybe he smokes weed in the locker room. Maybe that's what it is. He probably hated by his teammates. <laughs> well, that that too. But then nobody thug. Nobody on on the Knicks seem to like each other at all. Anyway, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Mello and Hardaway got beef. Got beef. Exactly. Next up on the list was Jason Terry. I mean, what the fuck? Who really? who really? Jason Terry is over forty. Any 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 one of those forty year old people you were talking about, Dino? Yeah, he's pretty close. They don't hate him. They if hate his headband. A- why the hell would you have any type of a problem with him? You know what you know he what they said it was? Trash, Jason Terry has been an offensive weapon for many teams throughout his career, but has also gained a reputation for being sort of a pest and talkative player. What the fuck? Why is that, why is that a problem? Now, is the list talking about from fans, or do they mean other players? Players hate him. Because I could see, I, like, other players not liking that dude, but as a fan, I don't think fans care one way or the other about that dude. Yeah, I think it's the other players. I don't think the I don't think the fans even know what everything. I mean, we only see what happens on the court, but we don't know what's going on in the locker room and on the tour bus. I mean, on the bus and on the plane and whatnot. I think this is from the perspective of other players. But even okay. then, okay. Well, you know what? Now I'm on board this list. That makes complete sense. Didn't Jr. Uh, didn't Jr. was untying people's shoes at the free throw line? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was his. That was the other players, though. That was the, that wasn't somebody else on the other team, right? Yeah, that's that. Oh, so wait, is it their teammates that are um ruin, that are in the poll, or like just the NBA other players in general? Because I thought it was just other players. I want to say it's, both. I don't know if we have enough information for this. Yeah, I mean, I want to say I want to say I'm both. gonna roll with that. I'm gonna roll with that assumption, and now I'm on board the list. It sounds about right. Okay, so then the next one on the list is Paul Pierce. Mm-hmm. Yep. He got them old man moves. <laughs> <laughs> Fouling them young boys hard. Uh, hey, he be bro, talking that trash. And he be talking to the injury um, oh. against L.A. so they can win in the final. So I can see it. Oh, don't talk about the greatest uh, comeback right. onto the court since, um, what's his name, and since my man in the 70s, when he came out there with that with that um, wheelchair on there. Yes. <laughs> like he was acting like he was really uh, in the Universal Studios online product. <laughs> didn't, didn't they play the Rocky thing? <laughs> <laughs> what? what do you say? Uh, I was gonna say wheelchair poly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they played the Rocky and, thing when they rolled them out too. Right, and they were in Boston too, which is what really made it. You gotta, hilarious. you gotta put on a show at home. You gotta get the fans behind you. I'm, uh, not, I'm not even mad at it. Mm, I don't know. That's a level of theatrics I can't support. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit too much. <laughs> Only thing missing was a faith healer. Like, you don't in the know. name of the Lord. You don't know if they had that backstage. They probably, they probably just didn't have the microphone. In the locker room, it was uh, Mr. Miyagi from the Karate Kid. <laughs> Doing that thing where he rubbed his hands together yeah. real yep. fast. Yep. <laughs> and then they brought in Jackie Chan oh, from the oh, new Karate Kid. <laughs> I must compete still. <laughs> Next up on the list was DeMarcus Cousins. Okay, I have no arguments with that. Right. <laughs> he's so obnoxious. I sometimes like, how oh, are you 12 years old still? But he's balling. You can't, you can't deny the fact that he's balling and just like with the kobe theory people will accept assholes if they play well this is true demarcus cousin handles himself like a dude that has never called a girl back after a date (laughs) (laughs) just seem like a jerk yeah yeah pretty much speaking of which uh here's another one that just seemed like an asshole kevin garnett 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Big time. Right. I'm, I'm definitely See, on board with that. On the, uh, how is he not higher on the list? I don't know if this is yeah, a countdown. He should be number one. I don't think this is a countdown. It just has the ten most hated players. It's not. It's not in. A, there's no number next to him. Mm. So I think he, they're just listing them. He got to be close to number one. Yeah, bro. he should be like the top three. Actually, <laughs> could agree. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen a dude pick on more like six two euros than him. <laughs> right. Okay, right. But then, but then you want to come after people's wife, like yeah. Carmelo Anthony, really? And then you you discovered yeah. that Car- Carmelo wasn't playing that shit though. He went looking for him in right. the locker room after that. Yeah. Unlike those euros, he, he talked shit about um, Charlie Villanueva and called him a cancer patient. He did. Right. That's right. And then right. tried to backpedal. Right. Kevin yeah. Garnett, he's that nigga that if he was a cartoon character, he'd be giving uh, he'd be giving his opponents hot foot. <laughs> 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 And next up on the list is Carmelo, actually. I don't see that. I don't see that. He's a crybaby. He's a big crybaby. Carmelo's Anthony's play has been criticized at times for being me-ball and not not constructive for team-oriented play. (laughs) Because he's labeled as a selfish player throughout his career. I don't know, man. Maybe it is your teammates voting it. I've heard that a lot. Like, to me, I don't know what y'all's experience is with just, like, generally talking to people, but uh, I've to me, Melo's the dude that people make the most excuses for uh, when it comes to, like, that mantle of greatness. True that. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when it used to be like, oh, who's it going to be, him or LeBron? It's gonna, that's going to be a competition for the rest of their careers, and now it's like, you know, womp womp on Melo's career because he's never really right. had a contending team for the championship. And LeBron's been to like five finals already or something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like it's like they didn't even come in a year apart and they weren't even like supposed to be rivals. So it, it's funny to me that people let that slide because, man, if LeBron's career would have went the way Melo's career went, shit. <laughs> they never let him hear the end of it. Starting with me. <laughs> Next up on the list, now this one I didn't understand at all because he's so irrelevant, Chris Humphreys. Oh, wow. They just hate him because he married Kim Kardashian. Maybe that's what it is. Who cares? What does that have to do with his game and, and with the with the players? I, I don't understand. And what, he's always hurt. He seemed like somebody who they just needed to fill out 10 players so they can make it the 10 most hated players in the NBA. So let's add him to the list. Maybe, maybe they're jealous of when he was getting all that press because – Remember when he was like on the cover of magazines and shit, and it mm-hmm. was like, dude, you're not even that good, right? Right. Like yeah. they should have a real player and put him on the cover, but maybe that's what it was. People got jealous. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, maybe, or maybe they were just jealous because he did marry Kim Kardashian. But what does that have to do with his game, though? But uh, maybe they needed somebody light skinned for you know, like Ray J said, he hit it first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he did. <laughs> that he did. Y'all hear the story about when he, they said he, uh, Ray J was on a plane and Chris Humphreys was on the plane and he walked by Chris Humphreys going down the aisle and Chris Humphreys didn't say nothing. And so Ray J walked back over and was like, don't try to act like you don't know who I am. <laughs> I didn't hear about that shit. But that that actually sounds like something Ray J would right. do. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I believed it immediately. I was right. like, I've seen enough reality TV to know he did that. Yeah. <laughs> I like Ray J. People hate people hate on Ray J, but I like him. He's an asshole. He got a lot oh, of he's a, he's a, a terrible guy. person, but I I can't <laughs> I can't get enough of him on TV. Yeah, he's he's very entertaining. Entertainment, right. yeah, yeah. I bought Jacksonder. 
<laughs> Next up on the list, no surprise, Kobe Bryant. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, of course. I don't even think we need to commentate on that. Nah. And, Shit, uh, seen, seen the practice footage. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, we got some of that a little bit later. <laughs> LeBron James, next on the list. That was mostly because of the decision that they were that they were including that. See, so that that doesn't have anything to do with your teammates. So I don't know what I honestly I don't know what the merits of this list is based on. That's, yeah, me because I don't think other NBA players hate that dude like that. So No. Who knows? Maybe it's just the author came up with ten people he don't like. Pretty much. You know. Dwight Howard is next. Uh, he gets a lot of flack. Yeah, he does. Is that, yeah. win, is that Windex? Yeah. Windex? Windex. Windex man. Who, uh, he, made, hey, he messed up going to L.A. That was his problem. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, a, that was an entirely different crowd that he wasn't ready for, the, the, especially with the fans. I mean, at least he was somebody who was willing to play with Kobe um, until he actually started playing with Kobe. <laughs> then he decided, well, maybe this wasn't a, a good idea. But I don't think it was a good – I don't think anybody in L.A. was really expecting for him to come over here and just to make this a super team. <clears throat> I, I well, he didn't really get to play with Kobe because Kobe got hurt. He was injured, yeah. Um, like, he, yeah, he – like, I don't know if he would have liked playing with Kobe or not. I just seemed like the whole market was above his head and – he wasn't he wasn't ready for that level of scrutiny. Yeah, he came out of Orlando where they were really just happy to have him until the last year. Mm-hmm. But I, I yeah. disagree with you. I actually think that that's why Lakers fans were so angry because I really feel like they really <laughs> expected him to come in here and be be you know the 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 Shaq to you know how Shaq and Kobe how they kind of had that two man game. I think that's really what Lakers fans were expecting. Oh, from clearly him. they hadn't watched the last season in Orlando. Then. I mean, the fact that <laughs> yeah. they continue to be Lakers fans. I mean, you know, already their basketball dog is <laughs> a little suspect. Shot number one. <laughs> it's kind of weird though because if you think about it, he would have probably still only been the fourth best center to ever play in LA at best. Right. Right. So right. like a- you know, any other franchise he goes to, you know, he's in. He's probably in the top two or three, but that's like he was never going to pass up Shaq Wilton and Kareem. Uh, Kareem. Right, that's what I'm saying. He he came to the to the wrong market for his game. He's not one of those players that really can shut you up with his play, and get right. pissed off, and just be like, okay, I'm just going to dominate. He's kind of more of the uh, type of type of person to retreat and you know put on extra lip gloss. Shit, as far as I'm concerned, he wouldn't have passed Michael Thompson. Yeah, <laughs> and AC Green would have gave him a run for his money. James no, person, <laughs> right. and AC Green was only a power forward. Yep, James Sam Perkins might have. If I've been <laughs> big smooth, Vlade, big smooth, Vlade Divac would have fucked him up. <laughs> you know what? That's actually true. Big Vlade. smooth in the threes, dog. <laughs> Hell yeah, big smooth, nigga. Hey, remember when? Hey, remember when that nigga just came back one year and was shooting threes? Like, it wasn't even gradual. Like, nope. <laughs> he just came back that from the summer and was like, oh, no, nah, I'm standing out here now. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I, and that, and um, that was when he, the, when he was in uh, Indiana, too. Because mm-hmm. he, yep. he was on that final team. From, though. It's like he just was like, I'm done being in the paint, man. I'm going to extend my career by three years. <laughs> was that before after he put all that weight on? He was like, I ain't going down after. after. And that's when big dudes wasn't shooting threes. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. But he see, was one of the first, man. Yeah, well, he yeah, well, he was one of the first in America because he had already played with Vlade at that point, and Vlade was shooting those outside shots. So he was probably like, well, this shit's working for him. Well, Vlade didn't have no three, though. Right. Well, he didn't have a three. You're talking about a technicality on 20-footer versus a three-pointer. But the point is, they were outside of the key. Mm. That's when they started being outside of the key. 
Now, along the lines of this this uh, list that I just saw, that I just read for you guys, that was the uh, top ten most hated players in the NBA. Now, my question to all of you is: Who do you think is the number one most hated player in NBA history, in your opinion? Wow, hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of candidates. That's a good question. Exactly. Yeah. That's why. That's why. How but about you gotta we narrow just, down to one? How about we just throw some candidates out? I don't know if I can narrow down to one. Well, I know my. I already know my number one uh, my, my pick two. is uh, Bill Lane Beer. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was uh-huh. gonna say it's gonna have to be somebody on the Pistons. That's a yeah. good one. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. think there's anybody who's been more hated than that dude. By and you're talking about by every outlet. We 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 don't know where that list came from, but we can tell you that he was hated by his teammates. By his no, he his teammates loved him, right. but by other players, by fans, he was just an asshole. <laughs> and and I don't know uh, how you guys grew up, but like. The Celtics for me was a hated team, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Danny Ainge was the like dude that everybody like focused on the most. Even though he wasn't the best player on the team, it was like that nigga had the worst attitude, man. Mm-hmm. Yep, and also uh, um, uh, older Rodman, not not Rodman when he was on the Pistons, mm-hmm. but the the Chicago uh, and Lakers Rodman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was very hated. Mm-hmm. The worm. Oh, by the way, I went and looked up Sam Perkins' stats while we was talking. Mm-hmm. Check this out. 92-93. Um, I mean, 91-92, 71-3s. Then 92-93, he, had, he played for two different teams, but he combined for about 73s. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> 93-94, 270. Damn. <laughs> Damn. 94-95, 343. 95-96, 363- then 309, 222. So, like, it's just like he just went home, came back, was like, nah, I shoot threes now, yeah. baby. Yeah, and he was just standing outside, outside the three-point line and was just like, here, give me the ball. Right. Give me the ball. He wasn't <laughs> moving nowhere else. That's more than guards. <laughs> yeah, 300, that's, that's more right. than guards. Yep. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a lot of damn three-pointers. I saw some on Steve Kerr. I'm standing up, you know, Ray Ray, where I'm just standing up, posting on the wing, just jacking That's how many he shot or that's how many he made? That's how many he shot. Shit. Oh, still okay. High. Shot. Wow. I'd like yeah. to know his percentages on that, too, because I yeah. bet you. It wasn't uh, high. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you it wasn't high. Yeah, it was like uh, Big Smooth. Big Smooth was like, fuck, fuck a splash brother. <laughs> it was like 36 the first year. The highest he ever got was 39.7, which was pretty deadly. Hell yeah. Right. right. I mean, he shot a high percentage. Damn. Like, yeah, he shot a high percentage. At one point, he shot 40%. Indiana, so uh, you know he, he shot him a high percentage, but man, he started shooting a lot of he threes. A lot, of, yeah. You threw throw enough of them up there. I guess they're bound to go in sometime. <laughs> <laughs> now we already know that the Lakers basically suck ass this year. But wait, hold up. so are we off the hateable players? Because I got a lot more. Oh, no, no, my bad, my bad. Go ahead, man. Gary Payton. Yes. <laughs> that shit talking ass nigga, man. He was. <laughs> He was hey, hey, him, dog. And yep. then he had them loud ass suits talking about he could dress. <laughs> <laughs> he also he also tried to rap too. That shit was a disaster. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um Malone. Carl Malone. Yes, definitely. Yep. He yep. elmoed the Admiral into a concussion. Like yep. uh, you know, I used to love when Dennis Rodman used to fuck with him. And he'll get mad and try to swing on Dennis. That was good. Yeah. Now, I did not have a problem when uh, Carl Malone elbowed Isaiah Thomas, though, because he's another hated-ass player. <laughs> yep. yep. I didn't and have- uh, who else? Not, not for me personally, 
But Allen Iverson got to be on the list yep. all the time. And white people hate that dude. Yep. <laughs> practice? We talking yeah. about practice. They was happy when he went broke, man. That's when you know you're a hater. Yup. Uh-huh. Yup. <laughs> Spreewell, then, to, yep. uh, speaking of people who oh, went broke. Oh, yes. <laughs> you, can't, you can't put your hands around a white coach and expect right. to not be vilified. And be a black man with braids, too? And then, what? You, then he went broke. <laughs> I remember when Spreewell had that revenge game against the Knicks. And he spent all that time talking shit to um, Dolan. Like, every shot he was just talking <laughs> shit. I was like, this, this dude don't care if people hate him or not. He don't give a shit. And that's that's honestly, most people who are hated like that, they don't give a damn. They, I think they try to be hated to, to a certain point. Because, like, right after that shit, he dropped that quote, like, you know, how I'm going to feed my kids. Was it like 10 million? got that contract. So, yeah, million? He, probably, he probably was yeah. trolling. Yep. Yep, and that was a lot of money they offered right. him too, for his ass to go broke, and then for him to have to uh, give up his boat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's probably that's probably about well. Oh, and then of course, um, it's not anymore. But niggas was hating on Steve Nash, and he won the MVPs pretty hard. They were, they were. Black people was mad as shit, especially when he won two back to back. That's a problem. That mm-hmm. was a problem. That's like he wasn't white. We knew, we knew the secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man, and um. I'm uh, throwing one of my favorites, Bruce Bruce Bowen. Oh yeah, because he's turned out to <clears throat> yes. be so dirty. Yes, yes. And he got on my nerves. Hey, him. Remember when he um hurt uh, Ray Allen's ankle because he kept putting his foot up underneath him when he right. shoot them jays. Right. Yeah. yeah, they oh, said he man. was notorious for that shit right. too. That he did that with everybody. All the, and you know, you know what happens too is that he became an asshole by doing that. And yet he got all these defensive player of the year awards. It was like, yeah, bravo, nigga, bravo. Uh, I forget who it was. Somebody said they was gonna roll up on him, but I can't remember if it was Ray Allen or Vince Carter that tried to fight him after he hurt his ankle. Like, no, nah, mm-hmm. man, I know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Uh, and then you know them Knicks teams. I just kind of hated them in general. Charles Oakley. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, don't, I don't talk bad about Charles. Yeah, we had a misunderstanding on Twitter one time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we will never. You'll never hear me say a bad word about that man. A wise decision. Right. <laughs> John Starks. Oh my mom. Mm, yeah, because but I see. I didn't hate Starks because of anything about him. I just hated that people tried to hype up his dunk like he dunked on Michael. Jo- they tried to make it sound like he went chest to chest with Jordan. And then when you look at that picture, it's like Jordan hand was Jordan barely was on the side. like a second. It's like oh, he's yeah. gonna dunk. And he tried to move. Yeah, and everybody's like he dunked on the whole team. He dunked on Michael Jordan. It's like man. <laughs> it was still a nice dunk, though. It was beautiful. It was. It nice was I mean, here's the thing: dunking on Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant is a hell of a, a lot. Yeah, by itself. Like, why even size it up to make it seem like? Jordan had a lot to do with that shit. It was just so funny because, you know, Knicks fans were so pressed at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And who was that um, that player that bumped um, Steve Nash into the table? Was that Robert Ory? Yes, Robert Ory. That was Robert Ory. That's yeah. right. Nobody hate him, man. They, yeah. He might, might actually, on the low, he might be one of the most overrated NBA players. Because <laughs> he has more championships than anybody. Yeah, and it's uh, but people start acting like it's because of him after right. a while, and it's not. <laughs> right. right, he wasn't MVP on any one of those teams. <laughs> right, that nigga hit like three shots. And like, 
Oh, if they ain't have Bob, though, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like three points for the series, man. Right. But and it was it was on a three pointer at the buzzer. <laughs> that three points. Get all the credit. Didn't do shit. Right. <laughs> That's all I could think of, though. Except John Stockton, who who said who was been said that he was dirty, but yeah. we couldn't tell that. Yeah, know, dirtiest man. picks in the league, man, for sure. Mm. He was he was smooth about his though, because I couldn't tell that shit until later on, until people were talking about it. Yeah, well, see, I hated them, so I was watching every play like mm. one inch from the screen. Like, see, he doing it, Dad. He doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before the DVRs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, um, yeah, we know that the Lakers suck. Um, but sorry, one thing sorry, I will yeah. say about the Lakers, though, is that they are very entertaining in their losing. Uh, yeah, in their losing. There's, there's been – there's probably – let me see. There was six stories that I found on the Lakers just in getting this show prepared. So, Rod, I'm going to actually jack you for, if, if, for a minute if I don't mind. I'm going to uh, do your approach to – the Cosby Gate lately and the uh, fucking with black people segment and have everybody <laughs> pick a number uh, between one to six. Because I've got six stories here and uh, we're not going to have time to get to all six of them. So let's just do let's just do three. So, Rod, give me a number between one to six. Number one. Number one. Let's see what's going on here under number one. Um, uh, oh, Magic Johnson. Uh, my favorite player of all time has a suggestion to the Lakers. What is it? Do you guys know what that suggestion is? Yeah. He didn't say the word, but it was all indications was for the Lakers to tank. Tank. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let me get his exact quotes uh, on here because I was tripping. Uh, Actually, this was his tweets. Last year's draft, there were no superstars. This year, there are about three to four superstars in college basketball, and we need one of them. I don't want the team to finish in the middle of the pack and get a 10th to 14th pick because that won't do us any good. So he said, I hope the Lakers lose every game because if you're going to lose, lose, and I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case y'all are wondering. Yeah, why the fuck would one of the most competitive point guards in the league league history even suggest such a thing. Do you think he was being funny or you think he was being serious? No, he said, and I'm being serious. Just- <clears throat> that don't even make sense either because, like, he would never take that advice. Like he's one of the people right. that uh, I, that's always been a fighter. Like even his life, like he didn't give up when he got HIV in the eighties. Mm-hmm. I mean the nineties. That's when it was a death sentence. Like easy, he got that shit and died like two days later. So right, <laughs> magic would do that, man. Right, and not only that, but even tanking doesn't guarantee you're going to get a lottery pick with right. the system that they have. And do all that taking for the, I don't know, fifth, fifth pick, right? Traffic, and now that's what that's the thing that people had to learn about here. at The Hornets is they were like, well, we should just keep tanking, and we will be one of the worst teams, and we will still end up with draft pick number eight. You right. know, so it's like, nah, you you need to go out and do the best you can, and you know, if it's in the cards, you'll get a high draft pick. If not, I mean, look at the draft pick they got this year. Dude got on the court one time, hurt his knee, right. never gonna see him for the rest of the week, mm-hmm. uh, year. Mm-hmm. So you can't depend on the draft to save you every year, right? Well, you could, I mean, just to play devil's advocate, you could kind of say where he's not actually telling them to lose or to tank. It sounds like he's saying he hopes that they lose to better their chances for the uh, the, the uh, draft. But it's it like, to me, like he said, lose, lose, lose. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all niggas need to start losing. <laughs> 
I don't, and why would he even need to say it? I mean, they lose right. Like, yeah, they're already okay. doing a great job of that. Right. <laughs> you don't even need to help. He could just be quiet. Like, mm, they're going to keep losing. But they, they have won a whole seven games. Well, they had a big win last night. Right. I won't front. No, right. Nobody will take that away from them. Is maybe. it only seven? I thought they were up to nine now. Is it? I think the last time, wasn't it? Like the other day they were talking about uh, they've only won six games. And I might I might be a couple games behind. No, I will say that much. Yeah, that's seven, that's seven and sixteen. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because they were the other day they were talking about how it's only like a certain amount of teams that have won, or they're like one, they have one of the worst records in the Western Conference because they only have six games. Oh, only six games yeah, I actually love, um, actually love how they played that game last night. So that was dope. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And they got it, and that was a big win for them too. So you know, maybe it's a confidence booster. Uh, but that'll go against what Magic told them to do. We doubt it. <laughs> Dino, pick a number. Three. Three. Okay. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, Rod touched on this a little bit earlier. Kobe calls the team soft like Charmin. Oh uh, yeah. And uh, this was in one of his uh, quotes in um, in the practice footage. And I have some footage here. Um, unfortunately, for the purposes of the show, I tried to find the uncensored one because this one in this in this article that I found. They had, I guess it was a news broadcast, so mm. they censored it. Yeah. Um, I wish they hadn't, but they had. And then I have a little ending of it that'll be um, uncensored. So let me see if I can get this video to play. Kobe Bryant was practicing on Thursday morning, scrimmaging with the guys on the Lakers practice floor. This has actually become a rarity this season as Kobe's been taking a lot of those practice days off to rest. And let me tell you, when Kobe's at practice, it increases the intensity and brings the trash talking to an entirely new level. An example, (laughs) one of my favorites from practice, Kobe yelling out, we're soft like Charmin. And that is probably the only quote I could find without another curse word. So to give you guys an idea of what practice is like with Kobe on the floor. Take a look at some of the footage. Of course, a clean version, which took us quite a bit to edit. why nobody wanted to play with Kobe. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this, though. Do you think that's – is that effective as a teammate? Do you think that's something that, that you would encourage or that you say, okay, I'm going to see that, and maybe he's just trying to motivate him, and is that the best method of motivation? Um, I mean, I, I think it'll work. Uh, it won't work for a whole year. Right. But every once in a while, you can pull the shot card on people and make them play harder and stuff. I just like, I mean, I think that's integral to why they got that win against the Spurs, a much better team last night. But, see. you know, at the same time, 
like I feel like that's a that's like playing the big joker. You can't do that shit every day, right. or people get used to it. And if you pay attention to his language, it doesn't sound like Kobe goes to practice with the rest of the team every day. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway. Right. He clearly doesn't. That's what they were saying at the beginning. There's a rarity for him to even participate in that. And you know, at the same time. See, I, I, and that's what that 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 one comment that you said was the was the one thing that I was afraid of because when people start doing like inappropriate shit and you know start saying this is what I'm, this is the tactic that I'm going to use, then they turn around and have a big win. Then it's like, oh, see, that's why they did it. It won. They, that's why they won last night because of that. But at the same time, it's kind of like that whole Popovich, Popovich thing, or Popovich as we call him, with the no. with the resting of the, you know his players. It's like, well, you say, man, that shit is so annoying. But then you say, well, they won the championship last year, so right. you know it's kind of like it always goes back to that. I mean, how do we do we know that that's the reason why they won last night, or that's the reason, or that that contributed to the Lakers to the Spurs winning last year? I mean, you have a a good point. I don't think implicitly we can say any one thing is the reason anybody does anything, especially mm-hmm. when you consider controlling another person. You know, that being said, um, my gut feeling is, yeah, that's why they won. He cussed their ass out. <laughs> but first, I mean, I just I, I don't think first of all, this is Kobe. We're talking about the same dude who told his teammates to get, get back in the closet. <laughs> so I don't I don't think him cussing his teammates out. This is probably not a, anything new for them. But I will say, I think just for a young team, it's it's hard. Like, what kind of message are you sending? Like, okay, you got a young team and, you know, they signed all these young guys. And, you know, they're trying to do the best they can or figure it out or whatever you want to call it. But then you got your, you know, your star player is supposed to be a leader who's not practicing. And then you come in here and call. I'd be like, wait a minute. I, I come to practice every day. But you coming in here once a week, you making an appearance the day before a game, and you calling me soft, I might be feeling some kind of way about that. Yeah, but nobody was saying anything. And I, and that's what Kobe likes. Kobe doesn't like it when somebody stands up to him. Every player that he's ever had on his team that would actually stand up to him, he tried to get rid of. At one uh, with- that I got to call bullshit on that. It's one, Swaggy stood up to him because he said, uh, you can't check me and – uh, you know, ain't nobody shut me down, and he went out and had twenty nine points. So, uh, I feel like Swaggy uh is probably Kobe's favorite player on the team, and it's a common misperception. Kobe loves it when guys stand up to him. He loves it when guys shoot shots where instead of deferring to him and giving him the ball, um, it's a weird form of leadership. But it's not intimid. He's not trying to intimidate them off the team. He's trying to say if we're gonna win. We all need to be out here with that mob mentality. I don't want any passive players on my team. Now, I think it's problematic because he defines passive as not shooting, which is wrong because everybody has a different role on the team. Everybody can't be out here shooting fucking 40 shots like Kobe, you know? Mm-hmm. That doesn't even make sense. But I think he like he challenges guys in the way that he challenges himself. And that is his greatest uh, failure and his greatest success is is because, you know, he's a psycho. Like, he challenges himself to a level that most people find off-putting at, at best. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he does like when guys stand up. Like, he wanted – and he said it at the end of the practice clip was he wanted Jeremy Lin to stand up to him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, nah, I, I made him shoot that bad shot because I kept – talking shit to him and then he did it and he's like so he ain't got shit for me so he's trying to get those guys to like stand up for themselves i just don't know that you know 
that matters that much when the team is sorry. Right. I think you're giving Kobe's leadership a whole lot of credit. <laughs> I'll be real honest. I mean, I'll be real he, honest. I mean, how could we? How could we not? I mean, it's it's proven over time. I mean, the dude does have five rings. We don't have to like the dude, but we like the proof is in the pudding. Like he's like he. So he the only dude that got five rings, two Finals MVPs that apparently didn't have any leadership skills or was able to like. Like is not gonna get any credit for his team's uh success. Like I, I don't like I get not liking the dude, but I don't think you can take that away from him because we give that leeway to every other player that's able to be successful on this level. And I wouldn't say that his with his leadership skills, as far as the first three are concerned, I, I think that honestly you really didn't see Kobe emerge as the leader he has become now until everybody left. Until after those first three. Because he was still kind of not, not, you know, I'm not going to disrespect him and say developmental, you know, stages, but he hadn't grown into the Kobe that we now, that he is now because of, you know, who he played with. So definitely the last two championships, you know, you, you can't argue with, um, you know, his style and the way he basically, with, with what he had, I think a lot of people were surprised with those two championships that he won with, with the team that he had. But I'm talking about as far as right now, as far as him being able to, or his leadership style is, is with the players that he, that he has now. I think that's when I say as far as, I've seen him do stuff that I'm just kind of like, uh, you know, him yell at players. You're saying that, well, he defers. To, he doesn't want them to divert to them. He wants them to take, you know, shots at the end of the game and stuff like that. But then you've also seen him yell at players and talk real crazy to them, you know, when they lose games because somebody else is taking the shot and not passing them the ball. So that's what I mean when I say that you're giving his, his leadership a whole lot of credit in that aspect. Yeah, I, I mean, but I think that's part of leadership. Like, I think that's part of his style anyway, not – I don't think that's a quality of all leaders, and I don't think necessarily that's the best way to lead, but I do give him credit for the success he's been able to have that way. And, you know, also, um, I don't think he changed. I think when Shaq was there, Shaq was even more of a diva and more able to, like, keep everything in control. I mean, this is the same dude that punched Kobe. Kobe was, like, 17 in practice. So it's not like he learned from the best when it comes to leadership anyway. So I feel like once Shaq left, it became more pronounced because it was finally Kobe's team. Right. But I, I feel like he's always been this way, and that's why they had those rumors that some of the older teammates didn't like him. He didn't hang out. Like, even when he was, even when Shaq was there and all those guys, they kind of put it on him um, because I, I really do think he's just uh, – he's kind of insufferable that way. Um, but but I feel like that that's that's just who he is. I I agree actually. I I don't the the thing of it is, and and you guys kind of touched on this both in your points is that when I said that when I was talking about you know Kobe not not having that leadership and and whatnot, I was talking about or or you know nobody standing up to him. He does call out players, and all the play the players that you mentioned that he does call out are players that he's taken quote unquote under his wing. Those players, he he treats those players different than anybody who say you know back in the Shaq era, who who wouldn't bow down to him, who wouldn't buckle down and bow down to him. He he like I, I read earlier this year that he was taking Jeremy Lin under his under his wing. I think that shit's changed a lot dramatically now. But now, like you said, Nick Young you know stood up to him, and Nick Young is one of those people who's under Kobe's tutelage right now. And I I, I don't I, I think it's two different aspects of his leadership. Uh, that we're talking about, and I do agree that he does do that with the, let's say the new Lakers now, but not. I don't think he did it with the old Lakers. He well, he like I, it's kind of fucked up because he respects talent, 
But I don't think he respects much else. Like, he just wants your talent and your attitude. Right. And he believes, and he doesn't realize how supremely talented and gifted he is athletically. He really does think it's just will over everything. And you sorry because you want to be sorry. So, like, how he wouldn't talk to Smush Parker mm-hmm. when Smush came to dap him up. Because he really think, like, oh, you you don't try. Like, that's why you sorry. But it's like, no, I'm just sorry, dude. Like, <laughs> I can lift all the weights, shoot all the practice. I just be better than you. So, but I, born that way. Right. And think about the people that he liked. Derek Fisher, mm-hmm. you know, hard worker. But he, he make that shot. It don't matter what team he's on. He going to make that shot. Um, you know, he liked uh, Shannon Brown. Because Shannon Brown would go out there and shoot. Like, is uh, Sasha Vujacic was his dog. Like, you know, as, I'm sure as a I'm Lakers fan, you know, oh. yeah, as a Lakers fan, I'm sure you like, really? <laughs> right. But that was his dog. I remember that um, Kobe doing work documentary, and they had him taped on the sideline. And when, they, when he was giving advice, he was actually telling Sasha to shoot more. Like, that's Kobe, man. Like, he don't understand nothing but shoot, shoot, shoot. Right. He, right. I mean, he didn't. He wanted to trade Andrew Bonham so he could get old-ass Jason Kidd. That is Kobe. Like, he just, he just doesn't have any um, – he doesn't have the basketball ma- macro-level skills. He's very micro-level. And I think that's – like I said, his biggest weakness is that because he really thinks everything is like if you get up at 2 in the morning to lift weights – You'll win. It's like, no, you won't, dog. You know what though? He didn't he didn't have to Smush didn't have to change in the closet though. That was that was uncalled for. <laughs> um man, Rod, unfortunately Dino is telling me that we can't do a seven hour show, man. <laughs> Cause honestly, we could t- I got so much other stuff to talk about and I want to talk about it. Um but we've already we've we've actually already gone over our limit and um man, I just wanted to uh we're gonna have to end it right now. But I wanted to hopefully, um, you know, we can get you back on here again, you know, one day in the future where we can finish up these topics, you know, that we have because I enjoy your insight. I enjoy your your comedy and, you know, the entertainment. And that's kind of what Hoopla is trying to do right now. So I thank you very much for that, man. But I, I really want to keep going, but we can't. <laughs> I, it's not a problem for me, man. I actually appreciate y'all having me. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely come back, man. I didn't even get to be racist, man. I, was, <laughs> I, I practice. I practice all this racist uh, stuff I was saying, I ain't get to say it. Oh, man. We can't have that. We definitely got to have him back for exactly, the racist Exactly, man. Shit, we should have we led with that. Yeah, way <laughs> to bury the lead. <laughs> we love racist. Hey, uh, Rod, man, do us a favor, man, and uh, plug your show one more time, man, before we get out of here. Oh, yeah, it's The Black Guy Who Tips on iTunes and Stitcher Radio um, and Podomatic. Also, TheBlackGuyWhoTips.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm uh, Rodimus Prime, um, and just like the Transformer name. And uh, uh, the show Twitter is TBGWT. Sounds good, That's man. right. And Rod, Rod and Karen, they do probably, I don't know, what is it, like 99 shows a week? Yeah, about uh, we, do five, <laughs> we do five actual shows a week uh, that are just available out there for the public. And then we have our premium shows that are behind the paywall that we probably do another three or four a week. Um, yeah, you know, 99. For, like I said, 99 shows. And, and, uh, <laughs> and we're going to get that real uh, real house husbands uh, back on there. Uh, 2015, I'm, I'm looking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make any promises. We'll see what we can do now. Yeah, I feel I'll you. I'll just it. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks a lot, Ron, man. Appreciate we really appreciate it, man. Hey, thank you guys for having me. All right, sir. All right. Have a good one. Peace. All right. Well, 
That's gonna be the uh, end of this uh, hoopla episode, man. That was that was a lot of fun. That was I appreciated. That was good stuff. Um, thank you to Rod. Thank you to all of you for uh, checking us out, and uh, we will be right back here next week. Um, thank you for joining us. Peace. Is